We've been invaded by an alien race. They occupy the bodies of almost all human beings on the planet. The few humans who have survived are on the run. Hi, welcome to the very first episode of In the Movies with Tish and Juliana. I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And we're going to talk about movies. Yay. Yay. Um, so this first episode, we're talking about The Host, and then we're going to talk about movies based on books. Adaptations. Everyone's least favorite movie. Yeah. It's a tough subject. Um, first, we're going to uh, introduce ourselves, I guess. <laughs> Uh, as you can tell, we're really professional, um, really professional podcasters doing a very first podcast. That's everyone's first impression of this. Yeah. Lots of giggles and weird, awkward silences. Um, I said, I'm Tish and, uh, my kind of history story about movies is, um, I started making videos when I was like 13 and getting really into movies and wanted to be a filmmaker as a teenager I was really into movies and like basically starting my collection, um, being interested more in making movies, independent movies, and I went to film school and then quit that. Um, She's the smart one. (laughs) Um, so I'm still really interested in pursuing the movie industry in some way. Eventually, I'm still making videos on the YouTubes to satisfy that part of my life right now, and just watching a bunch of movies, writing about them for my blog, and now talking about them on a podcast. Yay. Uh, that's my story with movies. How about you? My history with movies, uh, I grew up in a family that has always watched a lot of movies. Movies was a very big thing on Christmas Day, because we don't do anything. We just watch whatever movies we all get for Christmas. So I grew up in a family that really encouraged watching film and talking about film and going to movies together. So I had a love from it from when I was very young. I don't know. That's... Just I don't, them. I don't, I just love them. I don't know a lot of the technical stuff, but I, I just, I love watching movies. You said you took like film studies and stuff in college. So I took, I know, I took film, I did take a film studies class in uh, high school, it was, yeah. and I had a really good teacher and he taught me some stuff. <laughs> um, and I have to admit, I've never watched film the same way. I've always analyzed a lot more ever since that class. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I just wish I could enjoy the movie, but no. No, I'm noticing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like we were saying, the first time we watch a movie, we just like to enjoy the story. Yes. Definitely. We try not to analyze it. It we takes me best. a second watch to be able to tell someone about a movie. Like, I don't even really remember it after watching it just once. We need to analyze it the second time. just want to enjoy it the first time. I agree. I think that's the best way to do it if you're going to analyze a film, because... It's also, it's hard to analyze if you don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the movie. Yeah, because perspective. Yeah, foreshadowing, anything like that, you're like, oh, there was a point to that earlier. Yeah. You notice things when you know what things <laughs> are coming. You, yeah. Uh, anyway, we thought we'd give you an idea of, like, what our favorite movies are and what we're into, so you know where we're coming from. Um, what are my favorite movies? I don't know. <laughs> in general, I can say... Uh, lately I've been really into, like, more action movies. I was never into that before. No? Getting like, into Fast that? and Furious I've been watching. Um, <laughs> That's my brother's favorite. He could tell you the whole, oh every, I just kind of realized I like exploding cars and shit. Who um, doesn't? Yeah. Um, I really like, like I said, independent movies, by which usually to me, 
that usually means something very character driven. There's not a ton of stuff happening. The opposite of action movies, really. <laughs> There's not a ton of stuff happening, but the character development, you're getting to know these people, what a lot of people and some of my friends would call boring when I try to make them watch it with me. But I'm like, oh, shut up, you guys. Like, this character's They're going through something. A moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff like that. But I love. Uh, like, big comedy, but I don't like stupid guy comedy, I would say, that I kind of grew up with because I had an older brother, but I hate that now. Um, yeah. Um, last movie kind I watched... Kind of all over the map there. <laughs> I know. I like a little bit of everything, I guess. We I can't love think movies. of... I like classic, like, Audrey Hepburn and oh. stuff, too. 60s are super love fun. Her. Probably just the 80s I don't like. I don't like babies' music or anything either. Or their hair. So, oh, God. You know. I can't even... Yeah, I can't watch it because it's just like... I can't take you so seriously bad. with that hair. Um, okay, last movie I watched... Um, I just watched Life Partners yesterday. Um, not too spectacular, but it was cool. It was cool to see, like, a girl-buddy comedy um, where one of them happened to be a lesbian. That's cool. That was a little interesting thing. And before that, I watched Gone Girl. I just finally watched it. And uh, I really liked it. That's good. I don't want to give it away because I think <laughs> it's cool to watch. Not I knew some about it, but I didn't know the whole thing. But yeah, it was. I don't usually go for like I was saying the Oscar-winning kind of yeah. stuff because they don't appeal to me. They're like period pieces that are political things, and I'm like, I just want to watch something that I can relate to or is fun. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to have to like think. Or know yeah. the context. You're like, I just want a story. I know. Does every movie really have to change my life that much? Can't it just, like, <laughs> Can it entertain just be entertaining? <laughs> yeah. They all change my life in some way if you find something to relate to. Of course. It opens your world to something. Um, oh, I was also going to mention what movie we're looking forward to. The only one coming um, to mind this summer is know. Entourage, because I love the Entourage show. Okay. Also, Mad Max. Okay. Have you heard about this? Y- no. It's, like, just, a crazy, like I said, crazy action movie. It's, um, like, kind of post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Everyone, it's, it's mad, apparently. <laughs> no, it's called Mad Max Fury Road, because there was a Mad Max in, like, Yeah, the I was, like, I was gonna say, they've made one before. Yeah, it's Okay, that I a, knew. I think it's more of a sequel than a remake, okay. maybe. Um, I didn't know anything about it, and then I saw, like, We can talk about somebody. sequels and remakes one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be a future episode. Um... Yeah, Mad Max, I'm really looking forward to it. Anyway, so, like, your favorites. Um, favorite movies is, like, the most terrifying question for me to answer, because I never really know where to start. I can give yeah. you some of my favorite directors or things I really liked. Um, Kubrick, when I first came across Stanley Kubrick, uh, my world shifted. <laughs> um, that might be a little overdramatic, but um, I'm a previous theater student, so that comes naturally to me. Um I uh, I love his stuff. I saw Clockwork Orange, and it was, like, the first film. I loved it. I hated it. Oh, I love I it. I watched it at a friend's house, and they were doing, like, weird rape things, and I was like, nope, not into oh. it. I was so excited <laughs> that when I was in Scotland, like, a Clockwork Orange is the name for the subway system in Scotland. Oh, wow. And I got, like, really excited, and I was, like, in the subway system taking pictures, because I'm like, a Clockwork Orange. I'd be terrified. I was a crazy, <laughs> was a crazy person. Um, uh... Uh, I really like um, Joe Wright, who did, like, Atonement, and uh, if you watch his films, oh my god, he loves hands. He loves okay. hands. If you watch films, he focuses on hands. Like and it's Quinton Dertio and feet? Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> such, like, an expressive thing. I don't know. I just never really thought of them as, like, oh, who cares about hands? But the way he uses yeah. them is, like, that's really what it is. <laughs> it's not even the whole films, but the way he focuses on hands, I find... 
fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, movies that I've seen recently, uh, I watched Girl Most Likely on Netflix. It was cute. Kristen Wiig, she's quirky and adorable. Um, I last saw Interstellar in the theaters, and I re- really enjoyed it. It made me think a lot, which I enjoy. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I think I'm going to like it. And um, movies I'm looking forward to is a tough one for me because I can't really... I actually just saw the Entourage trailer this morning. I watched so it's the new funny one that you just said that. <laughs> so, um, so that's exciting. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff that's coming out. There's not much. That's no. why Mad Max is the only one that came I know, to mind. I'm like, maybe Avengers if I'm going like oh, my yeah. superhero thing and that I love Joss Whedon, but I, I don't... Everyone's looking forward to the Avengers. I know, it is the Unspoken, Avengers. Unspoken, I mean, right? Movie um, of the year. <laughs> I, but I don't, I can't really think of anything else that I'm like ex- so excited to see that I can't We wait. didn't prepare for this part. We didn't. We didn't research what's coming up. I just I'm excited for head. the Avengers like every other person in yeah. the world. Except for those of you that aren't excited for the Avengers. Go away. If you don't watch the Avengers, Come on. go away. Uh, <laughs> um... If you're wondering, we're friends, obviously, we're doing this podcast, (laughs) we're in our 20s, if that helps visualize it, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you can't see us, I know you're so curious. Um, We became friends because I was a cake decorator at a bakery, and Juliana came there to work, like, the front and cookies and And stuff. I baked a lot of cookies. Yeah. Um, So that's how we met each other, and then at some kind of uh, social gathering, Gathering. we bonded when I mentioned Doctor Who, and she kind of freaked out. I love Doctor Who. So do I. It's a mutual love of Doctor Who. Which is why we also have a Doctor Who podcast. Yay! That's happening Listen to the Doctor Who podcast. It's going to be called. We're recording this before that, so it's <laughs> going to be called The Doctor's Companions, a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast. With another friend, too, who is just watching Doctor Who for the first time. So yes. That's exciting. Plug our own stuff. <laughs> Shameless plug <laughs> for our other podcasts. Yes, we bonded over Doctor Who and movies and TV and stuff. Yeah. And I had had this podcast idea for a while, like a few years ago when I first kind of discovered podcasts, and I was like, oh, I have an idea, it's so exciting, and then I was like, I don't have anyone to do this with, because my friends are not crazy cinephiles like I am, (laughs) and then I realized, oh, I just made a friend who is a crazy cinephile, I am, and so now we're talking about movies. And I love that I finally met somebody who cares about (laughs) podcasts, because I listen to them a lot, so it was exciting. Was meant to we be. really found each other. We did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we done with our done. I think we're done with our <laughs> You know us well enough now. You know way too much. <laughs> way, more, way more than you ever wanted or needed to. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. Um, so we're talking about The Host, which was released in 2013. It's yes. based on the novel by Stephanie Meyer, author mm. of... <laughs> she has opinions. Stephanie Meyer, author of the Twilight series. Um, yeah. Written and directed by Andrew Nichol. Who I'd never heard of. I've never heard of. I looked him up. He also wrote and maybe directed uh, Gattaca and some other kind really? of sci-fi stuff. Gattaca. Mm-hmm. Okay. I forget the names now, but they Clearly were, did vaguely, lots of research. When yeah. I, I vaguely recognize some of them as sci-fi movies, so right, there's so that. He's um, coming at it from that mm-hmm. field. Interesting. Uh, and starring Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Our favorite name, Saoirse. <laughs> Diane Kruger, Max Irons, Jake Abel, and a bunch of other people. I love Diane Kruger, but mostly because I love Joshua Jackson. <laughs> He's not in this, so. <laughs> no. Um, 
Okay, uh, here's a short little IMDb summary to catch you up. Um, hopefully you've seen the movie if you're listening to this podcast, because there will be spoilers. We're getting into it. Yeah. This is not a spoiler-free we're going, podcast. This is hardcore discussion. We're, yeah, we're going all the way through the, yeah. the film. So, um, But here's a summary. Uh, when an unseen enemy threatens mankind by taking over their bodies and erasing their memories, Melanie will risk everything to protect the people she cares most about, proving that love can conquer all in a dangerous new world. I have issues just <laughs> from the summary, but... I know. Well, the erasing their memories thing isn't quite strictly how it happens. That bugs no, me. No. Not at all. And really, they're talking about Melanie. It's not really her story. It's no. Wanda. <laughs> You're getting it wrong already, <laughs> movie. So, don't listen to the IMDb summary, is what we're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, so like I said, it's based on a novel. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Yes. I watched it having read the book, like, five years ago and it's kind of new and I reread it shortly before seeing the movie because I wanted to reread it before seeing the movie and I have not read the book <laughs> and watched the movie for the first time with no prior knowledge of anything except that I told her to watch it because I wanted to do this, to do this episode, episode first, episode first. <laughs> okay so I'll let you go first because you didn't have any previous information what did you yeah. think of the movie just as a movie um well I think it's only fair to mention that I had some personal issues before I even watched the movie. I'm not a Twilight fan. I have nothing against Twilight fans. I personally just don't get it. I just, I have, I have issues. Why does she have to be with either of them? Anyway, not what we're talking about. So knowing that Stephanie Meyer wrote the book, I had some preconceived like judgments. And I think it's only fair to mention that because... It may not be the most positive review <laughs> coming from me. Um, watching watching the film was an interesting experience. I was about 15 minutes into it when um, I'd say I I asked myself, does she just does she just talk to herself the whole movie? And she does. Um, there's two characters in the same body, and they talk to each other throughout the entire movie, and it mm. makes for some pretty uninteresting cinema, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would also say, like, um, there's a lot of good messages that could come from the story. A lot about what is humanity, what makes us human, why are we special as humans, do we deserve to continue on as a race, or <laughs> should we let aliens wipe us out? Um, all of those are fascinating, and all that I got from this was a fragmented supernatural love triangle. And so I had some issues, but yeah. So I guess watching the movie, I was disappointed. And I saw potential. Confused. But yes. And I had a lot of questions, and I think. Knowing that it came from a book, I think that maybe some of those questions would be answered or some of the relationships would be more filled out, mm -hmm. but I, I've, I left me wanting a lot more. Yeah. Typical of movies based on books. Yeah. Even if you don't know it's based on a book or you haven't like read the book, you know, like this, this feels like something's missing. Yeah. It's a general characteristic of movies based I think, on books. Like it's important to know because the summary from IMDb is not very good that yeah. it's an alien race that's come and they're almost parasitic, I guess we could say in a way. Yeah. They, they get implanted yeah. into our, into human bodies and they take over the body. But and kind this of push is away your own the previous soul or mind human, or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And this takes 
you know, a look at one specific soul, alien soul. They call them souls, yeah. Being implanted in one specific girl, and she's fighting to maintain control yeah, of they're both her body. In her head. There's two beings, two beings in one in body. One body. One and that control, is, one makes for boring cinema. Very interesting in the book, though. Okay. I will say. So I'll go into <laughs> I read the book. I really loved it. Um, so you kind of got an idea of the story and how the movie was. I really just want to bitch about all the things that they got wrong, <laughs> but I'll try not to bitch too much. Um, so, like Juliana said, there's an overall feeling of, like, stuff missing, which is ha- always oh. happens. Um, um, most, the good stuff that they cut out, I would say, would be um, Wanda, the alien, they call her Wanda, um, talking about other worlds she's lived on and stuff like that. It was really interesting and how the aliens work in this kind of peace and love society everyone's equal kind of thing that they've created um and how like their medicine works on earth and like all this stuff i found that really fascinating um as i was reading the book the melanie and wanda in the same head talking thing is basically the whole book like it's from the point of view of wanda and she has melanie in her head so she has some of melanie's Mm -hmm. memories um so as i do sometimes when i read books i imagine it as a movie like seeing a scene or how they would film it or something. And I was like, how the fuck would they do this <laughs> as a movie? It's two people using the same voice, because they're in the same body, uh, talking to each other. Works great in the book. Yeah. And the movie does not ridiculous. work great in the movie. I feel like they didn't talk enough. And I think they did that because they had Wanda speaking aloud and this echoey voice of Melanie in the head to differentiate. And then it was like, she would like turn away from someone and be like, no, Melanie. And they'd be like, what'd you say? Are you talking to Melanie? Because some of them knew that Melanie was in there. And I was like, no, she's supposed to just be having this conversation alone in her head and, like, yeah. maybe in front of someone, but they don't know what's going it on. It made it look ridiculous because one of them was speaking aloud and you're like, why are you talking why? aloud to you're yourself? In the same brain. You have the same <laughs> brain. It doesn't make sense. But they had to do it to differentiate the yeah. voices, I guess. Yeah, they gave Melanie this... kind of an echoey thing. She also yeah. had a southern accent. I don't remember her having that in the book, but I don't know. Maybe I skipped over that. <laughs> Um, speaking of seeming different in the book, the caves that they live in. You had big issues with the caves. I had big issues with the caves, because I'm reading the book, they're in, like, the desert in Arizona or somewhere, um, in these big caves in the rocks, which, when I pictured caves, I pictured everything very rounded, like, honestly, I don't know how caves form, but I'm assuming it's, like, air bubbles or something like that, or, like, etched away things, water goes through, and, like, okay, so, whatever. Our geographic knowledge is not yeah. that important. I should have done some cave research before this podcast. But the point is, I read it and I pictured all the tunnels, like hallways are walking through, very rounded, like carved out somewhat, but um, kind of cramped. None of the rooms would be too big because that just wouldn't happen naturally, I would mm-hmm. assume. Um, but in the movie, everything was like parallel perpendicular uh doors carved out perfect rectangles little like kind of windows um just in general every room was like massive uh the room that they put her in to start with was just a regular room like everyone else's but in the book it was a very cramped little space that made her really uncomfortable well it's supposed to be a cell like they made that clear they made it clear in the movie like she calls it her cell and like she's like be, and, but like I'm, um, it's an apartment. I yeah. don't know. Like it was perfectly it lovely. Looked the, same as, <laughs> looked the same as everyone else's, just without stuff. Yeah. Um. So just visually, as soon as I watched it, I was like, "What is going on? It's yeah. so perfect." And then, 
she walked into the room where they have their field where they grow their wheat, and it was actually the size of like a football field of like wheat. <laughs> and I was like, "How is this under the ground in a freaking cave? This is massive." I was just expecting like small plots. I knew they grew stuff, but like small plots and like the mirror system was crazy. But that was just kind of in the book. I just didn't really picture it, and just so- in general, the whole cave thing was like massive. And other little thing that bothered me. Um, which I'm interested to hear what you think when I tell you what it's supposed to be like, uh, the scene where like they're fighting and he tries to kill her in the room with the stream, the oh, water okay. room. They have like yeah. their bathroom that's like when still Kyle water. Is yeah. Kill- yeah. And then they have the like toilet room yes. where they, at the very end where the water goes away. Yeah. That room, both those rooms were complete dark. You had to bring in a torch or something. Oh. So, I mean, visually it looks lovely. The reflection of the water and yeah. stuff in the movie. But I was like... No, he comes into there and it's complete blackness. Yeah, like she, she can't doesn't know where see. he is. It's just a sound thing, you know. They yeah. can't do that. That would in be a more. Movie. Yeah, that I guess that change bothers me less than some of the other changes. Mm-hmm. Like, because I can understand why. I understand why they did it. Why they did it, but at the same time, like it would be far more frightening if you couldn't see. Yeah, your reading attacker. it. Yeah, here it's kind of like she's like, get off me. I and can... the fight was like seemed like it was over in a second. In it, the book, well, it's like, oh god, they they're killing each other, and one of them's. Like, yeah. winning, and then the other ones... Oh, my God. I, um, so, I have yeah. issues with the caves. Visually, <laughs> really? You think? I have um, a lot of cave issues. <laughs> um, I'll briefly mention some other things. Um, like we mentioned, sense of time passing, which always happens. It, uh, Relationships are always... People are all of a sudden in love. Um, you don't really get the sense of how long these guys go out on their raids. Time for. was very poorly dealt with. I understand it's an adaptation and it needs to be condensed, but you, there was no feeling of passage of time. Like, the whole film because, felt like it took place in, like, four days. Yeah. Um, which... And then I talked to you and you're like, it takes place over months and oh, months. Yeah. And I had no idea that I, that you don't get that from the And film. the way she gets there is totally different. I'm sad they took that out. Um, she follows that one, like, silhouette yeah. of the sky. Uh, originally there were three. And you had to, like, so, and the point of that was you ended up going zigzagging back and forth across the desert, which allowed them to see someone trying to find them. Uh, if they were following that. So they watched her, like, walk back and forth across the desert. Yeah. Until she, like, passed out. And and she was more prepared than that tiny little water bottle. Oh, my God. This, they yeah. agreed to go In on the this movie, journey. she crashes a car, grabs, like, a half, <laughs> the t- a the half tiny full, bottles. tiny, like, little <laughs> water bottle and wanders out into the desert, assuming she'll find You have no people. idea how long she's out there. It seems like she's out there for, like, a day, like, an afternoon. Walk. Yeah, it felt like an afternoon. But it but was, they, like, days. They didn't... Walking back across the, across the that, desert with, like, shit, we're gonna run out of water. Because yeah. we brought a whole bunch, because they both agreed to go. Anyway. Well, <sighs> I, know. I, I guess, I think... Though, like, the more I talk to you, my biggest issue was the time. Because it, mm-hmm. it upset everything. It upset the relationships. And, like, I didn't mind... When you were talking about her talking to herself, it's very confusing <laughs> to watch a movie where... The, um, when Wanda sees... Um, when Wanda sees Melanie's memories, that didn't bother me too much. Because they could... They you can visually show you that and mm-hmm. take you back. And those were okay. But, like... All of these relationships happen, and it's she meets people, and they hate her because she's an alien. But then, oh, like, three minutes later, like, oh, okay, well, you know, we're going to welcome you in, and then we're going to try and kill you. But then, like, oh, no, now I'm in (laughs) love with you. It was very 
like because you couldn't feel the passage of time, it made it ridiculous. It made those relationships, which I already felt very fragmented because they had to take out so much in order to just tell the story. It made them seem like so. I don't believe you. You've so unrealistic. Yeah. And and it's an alien life form. Like it's not something that you're just immediately going to be like, oh, I can love. Like it. That's an alien life form in someone else's body that you yeah. can't touch. That's it. That's yeah. complicated stuff. Yeah. It would that actually was a sweet love story. I don't think it really portrayed it well in the movie. Wanda and Ian? Yeah, because or he Melanie loves and... her and not her body. Yes. She gets taken out of her body at the end and uh they say how he like had her in the pod thing that mm-hmm. told her and he just like wouldn't let go of it and they went to go like find a new body for her and he's like, I don't even care. Like All I'm of staying that here with Wanda. Like, was taken out. Yeah. It <laughs> they was showed really- a little bit where she like put a soul into his hands and you could see that he like it's wasn't Wanda like ew, it's a creepy thing. But it wasn't even Wanda. It was um, oh, another one. It was it was when they took the seeker, the seeker out yeah. of her body and like but and I guess it was to show like look he he wouldn't hate her because you know She's like a he silvery thing. he yeah. can appreciate that. But yeah, it was, was it was it was a very poorly <laughs> constructed relationship. They did not have enough time to do Melanie and Jared and Wanda and Ian. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In the book, it's like a really sweet. Kind of love story. How he loves her and he doesn't even care what body they put her in. And that's an important, like, that's a much more important thing. Yeah. I don't know. To show that he was falling in love with Wanda and not Melanie's body. Um, I forget what I was talking about. Um, oh, uh, how about the lack of the other characters? Obviously, again, time. What other characters? Exactly. Everyone just hates her and then they like her. There's so, there's like 30 people in this cave. Um, she gets to know all of them. Some of them still hold a grudge, but she gets to know some of them. And it's just, like, so many characters to get to know. It's really good in the book. Might be a time for me to say that it took me, like, 25 minutes to tell the difference between Ian and Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) They looked very similar. And now, uh, Tish, you mentioned that they are brothers. And when you said that, they do mention it very quickly in the film. But at that point, I'm still trying to figure out who everyone is. I had no idea... Who was brothers? I thought, I thought both Ian and Kyle were Kyle for like twenty minutes. Like I was very. They both hate her at the beginning. They both, yeah. And then one loves her. I was very confused. I, so that yeah, be it's just so fast. Because, everyone changes their mind, but yeah. in the book, it's like things happen to make them realize and change their mind. Well, and I feel like they'd be like interesting characters, but I don't know anything. Yes. I don't know anything about Ian. You don't learn anything about him. No. Do you know stuff about him in the book? Yeah, and, like, you get to learn, like, how everyone came to be in the caves and their whole story. Oh, like, my God. Those books are that so good. far everyone more Everyone gets their own story. I don't know what I watched, but that does not seem like the same story. <laughs> read the book. Okay. Uh, um, other little things, like, the medicine was not how I pictured it. It was very, like, that simple, like, clean spray and, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was, like, I was really looking forward to that because I thought it was really cool in the book, and then I was, like, oh, it doesn't look as cool. Yeah. The pod depot or whatever they want to call it, where they send them off. And With all the, like, lasers? Yeah. Okay. That was not like that in the book. Um, like, at the end of the movie, they're, like, sitting there in this, like, giant lasery thing in the middle of, like, the laser hospital. Field. The laser field. That's what it... The pod it, depot. <laughs> the laser field. Um, and I was like, doesn't anyone notice that they're in, like, this... Like I said, deep, like, coming and going thing. No one cares well, that they're because everyone's unauthorized been, like, transactions. Trying to kill them and, like, get them, like, for the entire they're movie. But then public. when they sent, when they <laughs> sent the seeker back, it was like nobody minded. Like, yeah. oh, Wanda's alive and Melanie's alive, so it's okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's um, confusing. But, yeah, in, it made more sense in the book. It was... Um, I more think like everything made more well, sense. Well, it's more human. Like, the hospital had kind of like a delivery system. So the okay. truck would there deliver empty ones, or they would deliver full ones, 
and then send back the empties. Okay. So they just went and snuck a few empties, did their thing, and then they snuck back and snuck in the full pods, whatever containers, um, into the ones that were going off somewhere to be shipped. So it was just a very, like, sneaky little thing. Not like, we're standing in the laser fancy thing yeah. and no one cares. Um, you think we'd have better security <laughs> yeah. with all the well, alien so not, technology. They're very trusting, right? I know, but Nobody at the same anything. time. Well, and that's, I guess, an important part of it. Yeah, to understand but, how the aliens live. Yeah. They also didn't mention when she was getting ready for her, like, trek in the desert. She mm-hmm. had to go and, like, stock up on stuff. And Wanda was like, this is weird. Like, someone's going to know. So Melanie's like, just do it. Or one of them was worried. All she had to do was, like, this is what I'm buying. And they're like, okay. Yeah, they show they that pay a for little stuff. bit, like, when she's... Later, when she's Later, working. because they were like, oh, we miss stealing shit. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's she just goes in and she just like, walk out. So. I was like, yeah. oh, why can't our world be like that? I want I this. I'll just walk out. I'm like, it. personally, that would make my life a lot easier. I know. I Isn't know. that, like, communism or something, though? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, everyone has to be equal? But, like... I guess that was another thing that I felt would be more interesting to explore was when you're first when you're first shown the movie, they pan in and there's voiceover narration about like this is our world, except now it's all these aliens, but it's all peaceful and everything. And some I thought to myself like this, what a cool story. We were talking about like this very peaceful race of aliens. I know they took over our bodies, but like, do we deserve to live on? Do we deserve Mm. to be saved as a society that? butchers and kills each other in war and they're like this nice happy peaceful society you want to take care of the planet and i was a little bit like well you know maybe you should just let them do it um that's another thing they couldn't show in the movie which i completely understand but it's great to read in the book wanda telling stories of the other worlds that she's lived on Yeah, like that sounds interesting it is really interesting (laughs) and just how um very like creative on stephanie meyer's part in the sci-fi genre to like come up with these other worlds and other um, beings that they couldn't mm-hmm. inhabit and how they lived and it was just really like one of them was like seaweeds kind of but they all communicated by touch and the world was all ocean cool. oh well they and mentioned like, briefly like the seekers said wasn't your previous world totally water or something yeah, like yeah. that and so they that must mention, be what she's but they didn't say anything else no Wanda sits around and tells everyone stories and that's how they yeah. get to know her and like her and then they come back from the rain and they're like that what? seems like it's five like because they have a brief moment it seems like she had one dinner where she told like one story and she's everyone was like you're all right works her way you're into right, their Wanda. society yeah. we don't mind you can hang out <laughs> um okay so those are my little nitpicky things oh the <laughs> final scene Okay, yeah. Do you, you want me to tell have... you the better final scene? Well, I guess I'll tell you the, and then you can tell me why it sucks. Because I was actually one of the scenes I had less of an issue with. Because it's okay. months later. I just later. think the book one was better. Well, I'm excited the way to hear. It revealed. Okay. okay, tell no, tell me. Okay, I'll briefly. Okay, the scene is basically them realizing there's another group of humans who also have an alien friend among them. Yes, which so, I thought was nice. You know, it was the, fine. Yeah, of all of my nice issues ending. in the movie, it was not my biggest that was issue. A nice ending. Um, in the movie, they, the alien, like, pulls him over as a police officer, and they're kind of scared, and then he, like, kind of reveals that he has human friends. Okay. In the book, they're just taking their trucks or whatever out of their hiding place just off the road. Um. They were suddenly in a city, and I was like, what happened? Yeah. Okay. They were near enough. That's why the raids took so long. They had to stay away from the cities. Um, okay. So, they're just, like, pulling out their truck, and, like, some people come up with their own truck or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, another group of humans we thought we were the only ones and they're the leader of the other gang kind of starts to say like we have something to tell you like don't freak out 
and um, the alien guy of their group kind of steps forward and says, no, it's okay, they have one of their own. And then she kind of comes out and, like, reveals Aww. herself. And they say something cute, like, I'm not the only one who's gone native or something. <laughs> that's, like, that's such yeah, a nice that ending. That is cute. He says, that hope. he says, I'm not the only one who switched sides. Mm. That's what he says in the movie. I think they use the phrase gone native in the book a lot. <laughs> they may, yeah. I just thought that was a better, like, reveal. The humans are like, yeah, yeah, they're humans. And then it's like, oh, we have an alien friend. Oh, so do we. (laughs) Well, and I think it would be a different tone because you've been so stressed on movie. The whole seeker's chasing. Okay. They, ooh. <laughs> they're so excited, guys. They did an in. They did. There was one chasing when they were out in the trucks. And I then do not seeker. remember that from the book. I felt okay. That's interesting <laughs> because when it was happening, all I could think was I felt like they were like this movie doesn't have a chase scene and it needs yep. a chase scene, and they stuck it in. The, it felt so forced <laughs> and so fabricated. I had big issues. I, I was like, I don't remember. Them. Oh, I I'm remember so thank you. Them getting so close <laughs> to getting caught, like some little like oh shit, don't speed or of whatever. Course. But. Okay. okay. Yeah. So <laughs> the other thing is the fucking seeker. Okay, she we're gonna discuss like the seeker. Just the fact that she is in so much of the movie by herself, her own story, mm-hmm. and that does not happen in the book at all because the book is from Wanda's first person perspective. And that's interesting because they already don't have enough time to tell Wanda's story. I know they and added adding stuff. It's for not the her seeker. story, and they added her. I think for like the kind of action, the suspense of knowing that they could be caught at any minute. But I was like, I don't fucking care about her. Get I, away. Like, you and your chrome cars and helicopters. Why chrome? Because it's fucking sci-fi. That's I the best that's thing that's what come it up felt with. like. It felt like it was like, well, sci-fi, it should be shiny. Yeah, really. And I was like, I just, they're really just incorporating into our world. They're changing how people behave, but they didn't yeah. change our t- Why can't they use a normal colored car? It upset yeah. me. Red's fine. <laughs> I don't want to stand. I don't know. Yeah, I was just like upset with the whole Seeker thing. She was different than in the book. And I was just like... I don't care. It was like five minute scene of her like helicoptering around them and like thinking she saw them and freaking out and shooting someone or something like get going fucking nuts, which she you realize in she the does. end is because she she's does. battling her own human, which yeah. is really good twist at the end that I thought. In was the, that in the book? Oh yeah. Okay. Cause um, I was like, that was the first time I actually cared. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting thing to reveal in the end. Um, that this really chatty woman was in her head. When she woke up, she's like, oh my god, thank you. And I was like, you are not annoying enough. You are really annoying in the book. Oh, and she comes she? to live with them, and they're just like, oh my god, Lacey, or whatever her name is. Really? Just talks like- all the time, like, opposite of the Seeker is so funny. Okay. Um, but yeah, I yeah, didn't want well, the Seeker really, in the movie. You don't really... She's like, oh, I'm Lacey, thanks. Thank you. That's uh-huh. all... But like, in the movie, I think she woke up and she's like, oh my god, like, thank you so much. Oh my god, like, I'm finally free. And she just, like, wouldn't shut up. That would be <laughs> like, so one of those much women. more fun. <laughs> yeah, I made the Seeker character more interesting, at least. Yeah. But like I said, the Seeker, it's a Seeker and Wanda in the beginning until she goes to the caves. And it's the cave people, like, fuck the oh. Seeker. The one thing I will say is Diane Kruger can play a bitch. Yeah. She has the face for it. Did she have, like, a weird accent, did you think, in the movie? Well, just she is German, me? so maybe she Does just... she speak with a German accent, Well, though? she's, she's like, she is German, so maybe she just isn't, maybe I've never heard her... Maybe it's not fully American, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe like she's it's putting a... on... You know how some people do, like, a slight British accent mm-hmm. to sound, like, very Flash. snobby? Yeah. Even though they're not being British? I felt like they gave her a slight, kind of weird accent, just a little something. I don't I'm know. trying to think, like, maybe it was just that her American accent isn't that great. I don't know what else I've seen her in, but I didn't know. I'm sure I've heard her speak and just... I'm All I can think of is Inglorious Bastards, but she was... She was being kind of German, German in that. 
<laughs> so I don't really think that counts. Um, anyway, so my summary of all that stuff is that um, I know that change is necessary to adapt a book into a movie. Of like course. we said, timing, like just cutting out time and stuff. But I just think this was not the book to make into a movie with all the internal dialogue between the two of them in the head and just so much good stuff. And just it did not work. And I would say I never read the book. Mm-hmm. I found the movie uh, is very poorly paced and that you don't fully explore any of the subject matter. And They just want to get the love story over with. There are better sci-fi movies out there and there are better <laughs> love stories out there. And so either read the book or go watch one of those. Yeah. My, if we had to give it a rating or recommendation, I would just say I recommend you read the book. I, if the subject matter interests you at all or the story... Um, the book is just really good. Don't be like, ew, Twilight, like, shut up. Um, she's not... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. I'll say she's not the best author I've ever read. That's okay. I'm not a fucking critic, but I can tell that. But the story is just really interesting. Like I said, you learn about all these other alien worlds, how the aliens have made this weird peaceful earth, the dynamic of all these characters that you get to know in the caves, and just, like, their little society. I I find it really interesting. And I guess if I had to give it a recommendation i'd say read the book and if you're not going to read the book still don't watch the movie yeah, it's not even it's worth not it. worth it you'll just be confused um so we also wanted to do the bechdel test yes. for all the movies that we do which because we're, we're ladies we're ladies we care about <laughs> ladies um just to review it for you if you're not familiar with the bechdel test uh look it up on wikipedia like i did today to clarify <laughs> and learn how to pronounce it um so, yep. what it is, it's three requirements, basically, to test, like, how many women are in a movie. So, the first one is, does it have at least two women with names in it? Yes. Do they talk Which to the, each other? Yeah. And do they talk to each other about something besides a man? So, it's kind of like a three-step <laughs> Which requirement. Which doesn't happen nearly as often as you think it does. Yeah, there's some statistic on here, like, f- only 56% of movies passed it. Yeah. Which is a shame. It um, is. I agree. So, technically, yes, this does pass the Bechdel test because the Seeker and Wanda talk about each other, about Melanie and stuff. However, that is the only female-female relationship in this movie, basically. Yes. It does, as we say, technically it passes. Technically. However, I'm sitting here, there's an alien and a human sharing the same body, and all they're talking about is boys. Yep. I have big issues with that. <laughs> like... How is there not more important things to discuss than aliens have taken than over Jared the world. and Ian? <laughs> like, who cares? Oh my god, I don't know. Yeah, technically it passed, but I'm not really that impressed with it, to be honest. We're gonna, um, only two women a, talk a, to each other. A half pass. Yeah, <laughs> technically it's correct, but only in like one scene in the beginning are all those things true. Because mm-hmm. um, they don't really let her talk to the other people in the caves, except for like the main people. Yeah. And it happens, I could say it happens to be, but it is an uncle as opposed to, like, an aunt or somebody who is her family member. It's a little brother. It could have been a little sister. Yeah. Fine that she's straight, so they're both boys, whatever. Um, but well, where but are the like, ladies at? <laughs> three quarters of the movie is Wanda and Melanie talking to each other, two women with names. All of it is boys. Yeah. It's It's shocking in that <laughs> respect. Like... I don't know. There's some pretty important shit going on, like alien invasion. (laughs) I mean, that is an important part of the story in the book as well. Of course. But it's also, like I said, the whole community thing, the fact that I'm an alien and you're a human. How long can we go on like this in the same body? I get it. Like, you know, 
who doesn't like boys or girls or, you know, but come on. Love in the, what was I get, the summer? I get love in a hard time. Love, love in a, love can conquer all. all. Um, but like, it, it's just that that was like all that they talked about. Yeah. I mean, like, it's I get it. All time for in the movie, they're like, let's just do the love story. Love is wonderful, but yes, come aliens. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas the movie is like, look at all these aliens. This is really interesting. Also, there's a love story. Um, okay, so we gave our kind of rating recommendation. Yeah. Skip it. Read the book. Read the book. Read the book. Um, okay, so we'll move on from just the host and my bitching um, <laughs> to uh, yeah. other movies based on books and stuff about that. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing we want to talk about is that we did talk about in the host because I read the book first and Juliana hadn't. Nope. Which is kind I still of, haven't. <laughs> which is kind of yeah. Which is better, like read the book first or watch the movie first? Um, I have some examples. Um, yeah. Well, we both have the example of Harry Potter. Well, yeah. I we mean, read the books first. It's kind I think. of. I read the books first. Uh, yeah, I did too. I guess. And watched the movies. I mean, I, I read the books as they came out, and I watched the movies as they came out. So I, I was always that was far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I guess Harry Potter for us in terms of our age is kind of like the seminal. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, they first came out, we were, like, 11 or 12. We were right at the the prime age. We were, like, Harry's age. Um, (laughs) So so that's an example of they did that really well. They did it very well. Obviously, they had to cut out a lot. They cut out out, a lot. But that was necessary. I think they still work standalone as movies. It doesn't feel... fully agree. ...empty. I mean, there's things as someone who who read the books that when I watch Harry Potter, I'm like, I wish they'd included that. And like, oh, that's such a but good little side do you want a six-hour movie or do you want Exactly. But movie. I can just watch the movies and appreciate the movies for what they mm-hmm. are and know that, like, well, I can also read the books and have all the extra knowledge and fulfillment yeah. of the little things that you don't get I in an adaptation. They stand alone fine. They don't ruin each other. You don't feel like you're watching a movie based on a book necessarily. No. no. They made it really good. Yeah. Um, good job, my, Harry Potter people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I have an example of a bad example of a movie based on a book uh, that I read the book first was Eat, Pray, Love. I've seen the movie, not read the book. Shame. The book is really good. I didn't care for the movie. The movie is really bad. Okay. Well. It's mostly a case of this uh, is not... Uh, like, it's not really fiction, so it's not really meant to be a story in a movie. Yeah. It's, like, this woman's personal journey. So much of it is just her thoughts and what she's going through, and not so much what she's doing, which is what movies have to portray. I guess all I thought was, living there looks nice and pleasant. That's, <laughs> like, all I got out of it. Yeah. It was, I, like, it was more like a travelogue than yeah. anything else, so. There, I was like, this is, it was bad. I sound like I'm such a, not a good reader. I'm like, I haven't read anything, but I've seen mm-hmm. all the movies. I'll give you the host, I'll give you Eat, Pray, Love. Do you have any examples of, you read the books um, first? I have some that are kind of, like, young adult fiction that I'd read, which I know you don't really feel like the book was, but I felt like this movie was very of that genre. I think it's because the, the host, I mean, is oh, yeah. of yeah, that genre. The love triangle, um, very... Because, like, I read The Hunger Games when they very first came out, and I thought that that's a pretty good example. I mean, there's a lot cut out, and it's it's not perfect, and I have issues with The Hunger Games separate from anything <laughs> else, because they're, they're Battle Royale, which is such an awesome movie. The Japanese movie Battle Royale. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, they're doing a good job with it. And they found a way to develop characters and to kind of talk about all the different stories 
without it seeming too cramped. Maybe part of that is there's more than one book. I don't know if that makes a difference. Because I'm sitting here and I'm like, I liked Harry Potter and I thought oh, the Hunger yeah, Games was good. And they're all they're all series. series. And I'm wondering if that makes a difference. Because if you don't get to it in the first movie, you have more movies to explore things. Yeah. I don't know if that means... Movies still have to like, stand on their own. Though. Yeah. Um, I read The Maze Runner and watched that. And that was a... It wasn't... It wasn't an amazing book, but it was an okay book, and then the movie was awful, <laughs> so um, that's a bad example. I, would, I wouldn't I would recommend either, so. Um, do you have any examples of you watched the movie first and then wanted to read the book? The host? Oh. <laughs> yeah? Um, Other than that? Uh, not that I can think of, because usually I, if, if a movie's coming out and I know it's based on a book... I always read the book first. If I'm going to read the book at all, I read it first. Mm. So this is a very new experience for me knowing that there's a book and that knowing that I'm going to watch the movie first <laughs> is not something I do. So you prefer to go into it with that extra knowledge? Yeah. Yeah, Well, I the do. downside of the other way is that you have the movie people and stuff in your head as you're experiencing mm-hmm. this new thing. You don't get to create everything in your head like you do with a book. Yeah, because, well, I mean, like, even with Harry Potter, because they weren't done, for example, it's it's the only example I can think of. Mm-hmm. They weren't done the books by the time the first movie was out, but once I'd seen the first movie, yeah. from then on, Harry, Ron, Hermione, like, they were those, that's what they looked like. Because mm-hmm. that was... I think rereading Harry Potter, I still picture things differently. I do, too. I don't necessarily picture exactly, bit, like, the movie. But maybe because I did read them before. Yeah, maybe. I'm so you already had, like, a... Yeah. Um, my examples of movies first, um... I mentioned Twilight, because uh, wow. I watched that when it was... <laughs> just, I watched it when it came out, I didn't know anything about it, and I then my friend just, and I... That's something we'll disagree on. <laughs> I didn't say it was my favorite thing I ever. Know. I'm, I'm just so saying I watched the movie person. first, and then I read all the books, and, and I liked the story, and I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, they actually took time to get to know each other Are before. the books better? I mean, I watched most of the first one, of the first yeah. movie, and that was all I had time for. Again, but are the like, books better? She's not the best author. Or whatever, no, but, but I just mean I like the story. Okay. Like I said, they get actually spend time to get to know each other. You learn more about everybody's vampire backstory in the vampire world. Um, there's a lot more like I don't know, just stuff. There's more stuff yeah. going on, and I like I said, I don't freaking love it, but it was oh. interesting enough. I'm gonna like reread them again because I haven't read them in like five years, but. Um, I don't know if that's really a just, good or bad example of yeah, the books just versus movies. An but, example. Of, um, an example of when you read the book after, it's like, ah, oh, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. If you like the movie, you'll love the book, generally. That's, um, that's yeah. usually true, I think, because you just get such just a get more, more full more, story. More, more, <laughs> what you love. <laughs> um, my other really good example is White Oleander. Watch the movie, love the movie, read the book, and... Looking back on the movie, saw that they did a really good job. Um, the only Yay, good adaptation yes, example. Yes, finally. Um, we don't because... hate all adaptations. <laughs> um, I'll say part of the structure of her story and the of the book works for a movie because she's moving from foster home, group home to homes. Um, so they're able to just cut some of them out mm-hmm. and keep some of them and still capture like this girl going on this journey, different families, different things happening, and kind of keep the same idea of the story. Um, so that was really good. And one thing that they did change that we're going to kind of go into yes. talking about is how they have to change things sometimes for movies. We talked a lot about timing. 
cutting things out. Um, it's a different medium. Yeah, so you so. also have to cut, or not cut, you also cut. have to change <laughs> um, visual stuff, like stuff that makes you can read in a book, doesn't translate to looking at it on the screen. Of course. White Oleander has a good example in that her mother was a poet in the book, which is great. You can read her poetry in while you're reading the book. They just changed her to a visual artist for the movie so that you could see her work. It's the perfect example of translating something from film to or from Absolutely. book to film, in my yeah. opinion, because literally they're changing the written word to something you can see, and you have yeah. to do that for and, yeah. for adaptations. You have, and you have to understand that going into watching an adaptation that, you know, there's different art forms. They, they <laughs> there are things that books can do that movies that, can't, and, and vice versa. Exactly, you have to just appreciate each for what they exactly. are. Exactly, and as we're discovering, <laughs> some books just don't work as movies like they're the host not, they're just not meant to be <laughs> no. seen they need to be read i agree i would also say that some movies you could never like put i would never want book. to read that movie or something yeah. you needed to see that movie. of course you cannot I, describe it yeah. i agree they're different things and so many people i don't know if, if they don't appreciate the changes that you have to make when you're adapting something mm-hmm. or they like, just wanna, like watch exactly what they read sometimes exactly like, that's and that's not <laughs> what it's gonna if you want to do that read the book and imagine it because mm-hmm. you're not gonna get it's not possible a every movie adapt adapted would be like 13 hours long. yeah how long does it take you with their book how long does it make <laughs> like, come, come on. on now <laughs> it's just like yeah and just also um, movies can show you things without putting it in your mm-hmm. face. It can just be in the scene and that'll be a thing you notice mm-hmm. later or something. In the Whereas movies are literally reading every single word. So they can kind of word things where they say, this is a room full of this stuff, blah, 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 slip in something that you don't notice. But in a movie, you can really like put so many different visual cues and stuff and like themes that... Yeah. That whole page of scene setting that you read is like one shot. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know. And the other way in a book you can say, and they talked for two hours about this and this and this. You yeah. have to find some you have way to, to, find way to do that show. in the movie. Little bits of it. Yeah. Um, we also kind of were talking about before in the, um, pre, I can't think of the word, uh, to condense time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I can't think of the smart words. I have to say it just the long way. Um, <laughs> That's okay. In the effort of changing the time, I don't know. Uh, in order to change the time, sometimes they like, oh, this is an important scene or this thing needs to be said, but we can't set up a whole mm-hmm. scene of these people meeting here and yeah. these people meeting here. So, like, this person will just say this person's line or this, all this stuff will be resolved in this or, one scene. Yeah, they'll do these three different scenes in the same place. So that, yeah. yeah. Which, that's okay. Watch, you're that like, why is that person saying that person's line? Well, because we didn't want to set up for 10 yeah. minutes this new day and that's, this happened. that's okay. Like, changes like that, you have to understand are going to happen yeah. in adaptation. Because, you know, they're, they need to change. Release. <laughs> Just release it, okay? Like, it's going to be okay, guys. Yeah. The thing, a lot of people... Just get so, like, mad at the get movie. so mad. I'm always in defense of movies. Yes. Because as much as I love reading a good book, I'm probably going to... We're movie people. We're movie people. <laughs> so I'm like, don't hate on the movie just because it's not like your book. It's a different art form. It's yeah. telling a different... It has to tell a different story. It's just taking from the book and making its own story. Yeah. It's not your book word for word on screen that would be ridiculous and you would just be bored and you wouldn't want to watch it exactly. like i said some things in books you just can't do exactly in a movie 
No. So shut your mouth. <laughs> and just go read your book. So shut up. <laughs> That's my main, like, <laughs> message. When people get mad, That's whatever. the moral of the podcast. The moral shut of the up podcast. and read your book. <laughs> you love your book. You see the movie, it's stupid or whatever. Your book is still there. Go read your book. The yeah. movie is its own thing. They didn't, like, literally chop away your book and take it away forever and turn it into this the movie. The movie doesn't change, shouldn't change your book at all. It like doesn't. Said, it changes like, sometimes in your mind visually because yeah, you've but seen stuff. you know but what? You get over like, that. It's still your book. You still go you, back and read it and love it. If you read it. it first, you have your own visuals Exactly. There. So, if you don't want to, if you love a book and you see they're making a movie of it, maybe just skip the movie. General rule, it's not going to be as good as the book. It's, Never. No. Even if it's a it, good movie and a good ab- adaptation, it's, still, it's not going to be better Because than you just don't get the same amount of information no. in the movie. It's not possible. You just... So. Just skip it. <laughs> as much as I want to tell people, watch movies, maybe skip that one. <laughs> skip this particular movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing in defense of movies we were going to say is... Um, even if we like both the movie and the book, we're more likely to rewatch the movie than we are to reread a book. Yeah, it's definitely. Quick. I'm in the mood for this. Do I want to watch a movie for two hours or invest in a book for however long weeks yeah. it takes me to get through? Like, a there book? are things you may love the book and then watch the movie and like the movie. And even if you love the book and only like the movie a lot, you can pop it in. You can get your your, your quick fix, fix of it. <laughs> Like, we're on drugs and addicted to movies. <laughs> we just need the story. And then, you know, go about your day. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that about it? That's, do we have anything to summarize? Other no. than just read your goddamn book. <laughs> Skip the host. Skip the host. Read the book if the book. you want to know, I guess. If I you're into it, get the book. You'll love it. Maybe I'll read the book. I mean, I'm going to make you read I'll the book. I'll come back to this later. Then we'll start a book podcast. <laughs> Books based on movies. Movies based on books. Do you want to talk about books based on movies? I have one example. Okay, what's your example? Um, It's not a movie. I can't even think of it. I know, it's not even a movie. It's a mini-series. Okay. Written by Neil Gaiman. Okay. Are you a fan? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. He wrote this Mm mini-series, six parts, uh, called Neverwhere. Yeah. And then then he took that and wrote it into a novel. I read the novel and then found out... No, continue. <laughs> and then found out that it was uh, this miniseries. So then I'm watching the miniseries. I'm like, oh my god, it's exact scenes from the book. Um, just like less of them, but it was exact things from the book. It still made sense as this condensed little miniseries. But then it also made sense with all this other stuff added in the book. That might like, be different too because it's the same writer. Yeah. So that would make a difference, right? Yeah, because he knows the story. Any somebody else's. Work. Yeah, I think that that. Thinking about it, it's not really something I I came into the podcast with an idea of, but when you use the yeah, same writer, many... that would make a difference. But normally, people who write mm-hmm. the book don't write the screenplay, so... Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well, like we said, they're different art forms. Exactly. So, <laughs> so maybe that's if you're good, good for you're a good novelist, that doesn't mean you're good at writing screenplays. No. But hopefully you're involved in it. Yes. Yes. Um, so that was my one kind of opposite <laughs> uh, example, which is really good. I can't think of books based on movies other than, like, the novelization of the movie. I know, <laughs> that's all I can, I can't think of anything Gross. specifically. I obviously, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's pretty obvious I don't read a ton. Yeah. We're not readers, we're cinephiles. Um, yeah. I try and read. I, yeah. I can read. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Awkward Pauses. Thanks for listening to Giggles and Awkward Pauses. 
and talking over each other because we're so excited. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to add at the end. Oh, okay. uh, if you want to contact us. Yes, this has been important. Um, I haven't actually created the Gmail account, but I think I checked it's available. So <laughs> it's going to be in the movies podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Um, I, if you want to talk about this episode or whatever, a previous episode, maybe each episode we'll talk about your yeah. comments on the last episode. Or questions. Questions, comments, ideas for movies and movies things you want we us talk to about. talk about. Um, <laughs> talk over each other about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just say if um, I'm on the internet at com or at tishshamers on social media, if you are really interested. I am not on the internet. <laughs> I'm on the internet, but not in a way that is... Not for you. <laughs> Very public, so... Um, and like I said, we're also just starting our Doctor Who podcast. Yes. If you're into Doctor Who, it's going to be called The Doctor's Companions, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast. And if podcast. you're not into Doctor Who, get into it, because it's awesome. Get with it. You it's can gonna be... you can watch and, and learn along with uh, us. There will be spoilers, though. Oh, yeah, that's Sorry. true. I mean, we'll try not to totally ruin it, but... One of us, our other friend, is not is watching it for the first time, so yeah. we'll get that perspective. You don't care about Doctor Who. You're listening nope. to a movies podcast. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I think I think that's it. You have our email. You have <laughs> my information, so you can stalk me on the internet. If you stalk have something Tish. to say, you can get at us. If you really need to get at me, just get at me through Tish. <laughs> yeah. I will take questions <laughs> on your behalf at Thanks. Tish Chambers. <laughs> Juliana, care of <laughs> at Tish Chambers. Yep. Okay, we're done now. Have, Bye. have a good week. Read the host. <laughs>